I feel weird saying this, but if the coffee is good in the morning, the day tends to be a good day. If it's not good, the day is not as good. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next? And Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. This season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. It has been a very long time since we have covered the topic of camp coffee on this podcast, and people have been asking for a coffee episode now for a couple years, and today we've got a really, really good one. I'm excited to have on the show for the very first time, Jeff Waguna. He's the CEO and founder of Kuju Coffee. This is a a brand of of coffee that makes individual pour-overs that are absolutely delicious. You can buy them at REI. You can buy them at Whole Foods. You can buy them at a whole bunch of places. And uh, Jeff's company is making a lot of noise in the outdoor space and in the camping space. And they have a really, really awesome and unique product. And Jeff is also a coffee expert. So we're going to talk a little bit about his company and the origin story behind his company. Uh, But more importantly, we're going to dive into the pros and cons of different ways to make coffee at the campground. We're going to walk through the pros and cons of using regular drip coffee machines. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of pour over, of French press of the AeroPress, which I never was able to make a good cup of coffee out of my AeroPress. I really struggled with that. So I'm curious to see what he has to say about that. We're going to talk about percolator coffee, aka cowboy coffee, and teabag coffee, which is a newer thing, which I'm not super familiar with. And we're just going to talk about how coffee has evolved in the outdoor space and the role that a good cup of coffee has on a camping trip, because for some of us, it's so important. Now, if you don't drink coffee, I still want you to listen because we're going to talk a lot about camping and the great outdoors and having special moments while we're camping and just the tactile experience of getting out there and making a campfire, cooking a meal, having a great cup of coffee. So I think all of you will love this interview with Jeff. Uh, But before we dive in to this great interview with Jeff Aguna, the CEO of Kuju Coffee, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camco. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals, but their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two, 
And it's true. This spring, we are stocking up our brand new RV with go-to Camco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their life is better at the campsite dishes and mugs. Head on over to CampcoOutdoors.com to check out all of the cool stuff that Camco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVAtlas10. That's CampcoOutdoors.com and use discount code RVAtlas10 for 10% off your entire order today. Hello, Jeff Baguna, and welcome to the RV Atlas. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm uh, very excited to be here. Actually, thank you for the time. Well, I love your coffee, and I'm super excited to to talk to you. And you're going to walk us through all the different ways we can make coffee when we're camping, whether we're tent camping or RVing. And there's a lot of different applications. There's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, and that's that's going to be the meat of this interview. But before we we dive into that, that educational part of of this episode, uh, give us the origin story for Kuju Coffee. Like, how, how did you you know come to the, the yeah. place in your life where you're doing a, a coffee startup? It has something to do with two Eagle Scout brothers. Tell us the story. Yeah, no, it's a it's a funny story. So the storyline is uh, Kuju is founded by two Eagle Scout brothers who got tired of instant coffee while camping. Um, and I've said this a couple times in uh, interviews in the past. The, the interesting thing about that story is it is actually true. I think there's a lot of packaged goods out there that say, hey, this was a story. And it always has this ring of like, oh, it sounds like they kind of made it up. But my brother and I were literally on a camping trip um, at Red Rock Canyon and uh, just remembering how beautiful it was everywhere. And it's usually pretty cold in the morning when you're tent camping. He was actually sleeping in a hammock. Um, and the instant coffee was noticeably uh a downer i i feel a little pretentious saying that but but when you're so excited to get a warm cup of coffee and it's not as uh good as you thought it would be it's not the end of the world but but it's kind of an important moment when you're uh doing an outdoor adventure uh that just the five minutes of a warm cup of coffee and uh so we we just said hey there's got to be a better way um we had discovered this amazing forward filter and um we had brought some samples uh, on this particular trip, just for fun, and we said maybe if we uh, put really good coffee into this, this could create a very convenient, very high quality, especially grade pour over. Um, and so we kickstarted it. Uh, this was in 2015, before outdoor coffee was a thing. Really, a lot of people thought it was a weird idea. Um, and shortly thereafter, uh, we did get into REI and Sportsman's Warehouse, uh, and we kind of said, oh, I think there might be a something here so that's kind of how it started um so it's just like a kind of an interest in good coffee that just organically mesh with an outdoor experience and that is kind of what you have today in terms of product and the brand it makes so much sense right i mean why do you have to have crappy coffee when you're camping it's just it's like a lot of people put time and effort into making good food when they're camping right and camp cooking has been a big yeah. thing for decades uh, so why not have great, yeah. great coffee? I'm so with you. Like if I'm at a campground, like a private campground, and there's actually a camp store and they don't have good coffee. It's it's like offensive to me because I almost want better coffee when I'm camping than when I'm at home. Because just like you said, yeah. I want it to match the experience and the environment of yeah. it, right? Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's a really fascinating uh, thing to me because the best coffee products I think provide really memorable experiences they facilitate very memorable relational experiences whether it's at a coffee shop uh in this case at your campsite 
And I think what we touched on was this idea that you could expect a memorable, heartwarming experience, even if you were out on an adventure where the amenities might not be as good. And it, it wasn't the intention. That's just kind of where it, it went. Um, and that's what people have, have uh, kind of told us over the years. So it, it just kind of all made sense. Yeah. And to be crystal clear with our audience who's listening, your product is, it is not instant coffee. These are pour overs, right? And, and in a sense, like yeah. when you go to a, a craft coffee shop, you know, you're typically going to get a pour over or pour over is an option. You're making that an option when we camp. So can you physically like just describe the, the product, the size of it, how it works before we move on? Sure. Sure. So typically if you go to a, uh, we were in San Francisco when we started the company. And so you go to these amazing specialty coffee shops with, just, there's just so much innovation happening at that time. Um, in 2015, 2016, this was kind of in the middle of the third wave coffee movement. And so you'd see a Hario V60 or a, a cone pour over on top of a cup and they pour with a kettle. Uh, the reality is you need a, a large cone, you need a, a large kettle, um, and there's a paper filter. So it's not a very portable uh, method of brewing. So our product, which is actually called the Pocket Pour Over, is a pour over filter with specialty grade coffee grounds um, already uh, inside the filter, and it's actually sealed. And it has these anchors that are flat when they're inside the pouch. So if you buy it, it's just a flat pouch. Uh, but when you pull the filter out, the anchors actually fan out um, and anchor to the mug itself. So you basically have a full pour over that fully is self-functional uh, with the anchors, with the coffee, and you can pour. And so it's it's just the whole craft with all that uh, pour over technology that fits in your pocket and essentially pouch. So it's great for travel or great for just when you need to make a single cup. Yeah, I was thinking like the individual pouches are like maybe the size of two small tea bags. So you you could slip a few in your backpack. I was gonna call the anchors wings. Um and that and that system <laughs> that system works really it works quite well. They don't they don't they've never broken on me. I, I actually use your product yeah. a lot as we've talked about. And they what I do like also is that they those um that they fit over a, a large coffee mug. Like if you have like a, a big Yeti mug or something, it, yeah. it works fine. Yeah. Or if you have just a, a really standard sized coffee mug, they it just collapses perfectly too. So it, it works for a wide variety of coffee mugs, which I, I compliment yeah. you on. You no, know, thank you. And and we did recognize that some people have ramblers, Yeti ramblers, and some people have hydroflask 16 ounces that are tall and thinner and uh i think that's important because everyone has their own gear their drinkware of choice so yeah well that's a perfect segue let's let's just get into some of the different ways you know you're the coffee expert here um let's get into some of the different kind of ways we can make coffee when we're you know tent camping RVing, whatever it may be yeah. just kind of your thoughts on each and for somebody <clears throat> that's out there who's new to tent camping new to RVing, new to cabin camping and you're just trying to figure out like what what should i bring with me right Hopefully this yeah. uh, episode will help you figure out the, the coffee part. So let's just talk about like basic coffee machines, drip coffee machines, uh, pros and cons for them. I mean, that's that's what I use a lot in my RV. That's what a lot of RVers use. But what are your thoughts on drip? Is that Does that make a good yeah. cup of coffee? <laughs> okay, I'll try not to be, uh, I feel like I'm going to sound really nerdy here. I, I, when you're running a coffee company, you think you don't know a lot, but then you actually know so much more than you think. So uh, if you're in an RV and you have an electrical outlet, <laughs> a drip coffee machine is completely fine. I think those are probably the best 
solutions for needing to make large batches of coffee that you're okay with, you know, maybe having it sit there for a couple hours. Someone drinks at 7 a.m., someone drinks coffee at 9, at 10, and you can get a large batch made. Um, I, obviously, uh, it takes up a lot of space. It's not very mobile, but, but you know, an RV, you're, you probably have an RV because you want some of these comforts. So I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, I think the other machine that everybody knows about are, are pod machines, which, which I, I personally wouldn't advocate for just because they're not very sustainable and, and they actually um, uh, don't produce the highest quality cup of coffee. But I don't know if I need to comment on that because about 50% of homes have uh, a pod machine. So there's probably enough familiarity with that. Um, I can speak to probably something that I would maybe recommend for an RV if that's okay. Yeah, I mean, moving past drip, because like what I'm hearing from you a yeah. little bit is is like I, I'm kind of on the same page with you. Like the pros of a drip coffee maker are that it makes a lot of coffee and that's it. <laughs> and then everything else, it. like in terms of like really having the best cup of coffee you can have, like that's just not where it's at, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's pretty standard. I don't think you're going to get um, a lot of opportunity to craft uh, ratios or things like that or or pull out extracted flavors that you might get from other things. So the, the two things that I would probably push, we're obviously biased to the pour over, but I'll, I'll skip over that for now. I, I think it's the French press and the aero press are pretty key. Um, and, you know, this is interesting. A lot of people who do drink coffee are familiar with the French press uh, or somewhat familiar with the aero press or they've heard about it. But I think there's a lot of people who don't know it because there's a little bit more uh, skill to it. So the French press, I'll just you know lay this out very in in very much basic terms. You'll throw in the coffee grounds into uh, a, a container, and then you'll essentially let it steep. Uh, and then over time, I think it's about four minutes. You'll you'll press uh, the lid down to keep the grounds at the bottom, and then you'll get the coffee poured out there. So the the thing that I, I actually really like the French press because because the coffee is steeping in very hot water, you're actually getting a very full and holistic flavor profile extracted from your coffee grounds. What's really important for the French press is it is not a fine grind of coffee. It's actually a relatively coarse grind because if it's too fine, um, you're going to get all that the, the fine granules into the actual liquid coffee that you've brewed. Um, the two reasons I think French press is is just really good is because of the the depth of the flavor extraction. So if you just really want to experience the entire flavor of the bean, a French press does that. Uh, but it also, uh, there are a lot of different sizes for the French press. You can go for a single person French press or like a very, very large one to make for a couple people. Um, and then it's uh, it's relatively easy to clean. You just rinse it out. Uh, whereas you're not dealing with a paper filter uh, that you may take out and it'll drip somewhere. You just kind of can dump into the trash. I don't know. Maybe some people will do the, the sink, but I don't. I wouldn't recommend that either. Um, but the other thing is the the AeroPress. So AeroPress is one of the best selling uh, brew methods for the outdoor market. It's made of plastic uh, and it's light. It's easy to carry. Uh, the thing with the AeroPress is it's actually very different from the French press because it's originally designed to create an espresso-like type of cup of coffee. So if you like very focused, very strong uh, flavor extracted from your beans, the AeroPress is a really great option. Um, and it's very easy for a single person to use to make uh, just the right amount of coffee that they might want. I, I think it's 
I'd probably say like eight to 10 ounces. Um, and it's just so portable. So be, if you're not sure, I'd look into the French press for a group. If you're very particular about owning the craft of your own brewing, I'd look at the AeroPress. The one thing that I would actually add at a personal level, and this might sound weird given that we sell a pour over and have pioneered this category, is I actually really like the percolator. I, I, I don't know particularly why, but I think it's because it's so simple. What? So I, I don't know if I'll explain the percolator. Basically, it's a, a kettle with a container at the top. You pour ground coffee in this container at the top, and it kind of has this tube um, through the middle of the container that connects to the bottom of the, the kettle. So as you heat the water, the water will push up through the, the tube and then uh, essentially land on the, the coffee grounds and it'll steep it over time and that'll happen over and over again until the coffee grounds are fully extracted and you have a, a full kettle of coffee. The reason I actually like the percolator is because if you are camping or you're in an RV or somewhere and you just don't have the personality or the time or the the energy to, to focus on the ratios of coffee grounds to water, you can just dump coffee grounds into your percolator, fill it up with water. There's usually a line indicator and then just throw it in the stove and just wait until it looks like it's, it's finished. And what you'll basically get is something similar to a French press, um, but you just don't need as much of the precision that you might enjoy if you're into the, the craft component of a French press uh, for a percolator. So it's a very approachable, easy thing to use. And I think a lot of people may not use it as much because it, it doesn't have as much of the pizzazz of like fancy stuff these days, but I, I think it's totally cool. Yeah. I'm looking into your, your coffee soul here, right? You, you use the word craft earlier and then you, you got, you know, we went past the drip thing. No, no craft involved, right? You just, you just <laughs> measure and you, you press a button. Then, then you use the word craft and you talked about, um, the, you know, the French press, the arrow press, the percolator. Yeah. And, and you jumped yeah. over the pour over, which of course, of course you include the pour over. Cause that's, you know, your product is that. And of course also, if, you know, when a lot of people think high end, really good craft coffee, they think of the pour over. Now I yeah. love you that yeah. you use that word craft and you mentioned at one point there's skill involved. And I think there's yeah. skill involved in all four of those pour over French press, arrow press, even the percolator, because let me yeah. tell you, I've made really bad coffee in all four of those devices and all yeah. four of those situations. But it leads me yeah. back to this kind of concept of, of camping and coffee, you know, and as RV owners, sometimes because we have all of uh, the bells and whistles and we have electricity and we have running water, we can yep. get away from yep. a tactile camping experience that actually does yeah. require some, some skill. Um, yeah. So I think that it's really like I used to do French press but I got lazy. Mm -hmm. I used to do AeroPress, yeah. but I had a little bit of a hard time with it. You know, I used to yeah. do pour over, but now I just want massive <laughs> amounts of coffee. I think that the idea of using one of those four ways to make coffee kind of just really fits well into an outdoor experience where you're also lighting a campfire yeah. and, and making a meal in a Dutch oven. And it, I mean, for you as a, I don't know too much about your own camping style, but for you, is it about slowing down? outside in nature, applying some skill to, to, the, to the coffee? Yeah. You know, for, for me, um, we have this, this is going to sound marketing, but this is, this is not meant to be marketing. Our, our hashtag since we started the company is uh, Kuju Moment. 
And Kuju, people have asked me, where's, where did the name come from? Uh, it actually comes from the word cultivate and rejuvenate put together. And when we were designing the logo and kind of getting the brand identity, literally in year one, uh, the word that we always pushed for was rejuvenation. The, 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 the visuals have to feel rejuvenating. The packaging has to feel uplifting, again, rejuvenating. The way the coffee tastes in an outdoor setting has to feel rejuvenating. You can get relatively sour craft coffee, but it'll, it'll feel sophisticated, but not necessarily rejuvenating if you're by a campfire and you're very cold. So that was also very important. So to answer your question, um, I, I think it was, it was just this recognition that the emotional experience of a cup of coffee gives you the opportunity to enhance a moment in a very important time, which is typically a trip. People put a lot of time into trips and maybe if you're just on a weekend, you get two mornings. Um, the other social phenomenon I think that's very interesting about coffee is as you get into the craft or the skills, um, it gives you something to baseline or anchor to for your morning routine uh, that kind of gives people a subconscious sense of comfort so that they can more effectively focus on you know maybe the things are, that are around them and and good camping is always in my mind well prepared camping if you're not prepared that's rough so i, I think just if, if someone's looking for coffee it's probably i think it's worth the time to kind of research hey how do you want to do it because you would do that with your sleeping bag you do that with your tent you do that with your uh, rv prep all that stuff and it kind of goes into the ritual of just preparing executing your adventure and then cleaning up. And, and if I was to get really mystical here, I guess the ritual of preparing, executing and closing up your coffee setup does kind of mimic the way you do an adventure. There's a ritualistic component to it. And I know friends who really love camping or any outdoor adventure, they love the preparing as much as the activity, as much as the cleanup. Like I actually really enjoy packing my sleeping bag. I don't, I don't know why it's, it's a ritual. And I, I think the coffee methods also embody that. But the cool thing about each coffee method is, is they all have different personalities. And if you take the time and you're like, I just really want a good cup of coffee for my adventure, you can probably find something that fits your personality. Um, you just got to take the time to do it just like you would for all the other stuff that you're doing for your adventure. Well, I, I haven't been to church in a while, true confessions of Jeremy, but I remember the order of service or the order of, of worship right here. Here is the way in which we go about doing things in this organized fashion that brings comfort to people. Yeah. Um, life can be yeah. chaotic. Our work lives can be chaotic. And then, you know, getting to the campground and have sorting, ha having sort of like the, the ritual of whether it's the campfire at night mm -hmm. or the morning coffee, I think is a huge part of the pleasure for people. And I'll sell myself out here again. I I positively enjoyed the French press coffee more than the drip <laughs> coffee I make now. Um, but yeah. I have been making your coffee in the afternoons, as I told you. So yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's an important part of the outdoor experience, which which circles back to like, let's make it good. Let's make the coffee good, right? Yeah, I, I mean. I feel weird saying this, but if the coffee is good in the morning, the day tends to be a good day. If it's not good, the day is not as good. <laughs> I, I it, it's I can't admit that to myself, but I'm saying it, and it is true. Um, but the other thing I would add is uh, one of the tenants I think we subconsciously had when we started the company was we wanted 
good specialty grade coffee to not be high minded and to be accessible. And at the time, there were coffee shops in San Francisco where you just would walk in and felt like maybe you didn't belong if you didn't understand altitude of your beans or something. And the thing with outdoor adventure and RVing and camping and hiking is, and I've said this before, it's it's utilizing the greatest public utility that we have, which is the outdoors. It's a very unifying activity if you can get everybody there. Um, I think I had this desire to bring that nature, uh, that that level of accessibility and rejuvenation of the outdoors that is very open for everyone to use as much as possible into the coffee world. Because the danger, I think, is you get to, hey, if you do the French press, you got to do it this way. AeroPress, you got to do it this way. Pour, you got to do it this way. That That's not really the tone. It's more about just the pursuit of, it's just like if you're going to cook a steak, you want to do it the best way you can. And I think what we're trying to do at a high level is maybe bring down the high-mindedness of specialty coffee and make sure anybody feels like they can experience it. So, so to go to the pour over, our pocket pour over is pre-portioned, for example. So if you're going to do an AeroPress or a French press or a percolator, to some extent, you have to make sure you get the portions on the coffee and the grind size right to the brew method. But if you use the pocket pour over, you're going to get a very clean, specially grade cup of coffee, but it's already pre-ground and it's already pre-portioned. So you actually don't have to do anything uh, to experience that high level uh, flavor from a pour over cup of coffee. And I think that is part of the thing that's given us the success and also resonated with folks who are doing outdoor adventures because it solves the problem but it of of additional work but it also gives them a chance to still experience a level of craft i think and and kind of that fine line is is kind of an interesting thing for us to walk from a product standpoint i actually like that your directions on the box are not overly fussy but you do include <laughs> uh one tip that i just started doing and that is if you want a stronger cup you would mm-hmm. actually um dip the pouch into the water um, so yeah. as it's, as it's cooling and I did start to do that recently and it really, really worked. Now, Jeff, we got to take a quick commercial break. We're not done talking here. Great. Um, we're going to come back in a second with Jeff Aguna, the CEO and founder of Kuju Coffee. But before we wrap up our conversation, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Go RVing and from our friends at Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park, Camp Resorts. GoRVing's website, GoRVing.com, is packed with all of the information you need to get started and go RVing. Check out GoRVing's Get Started tab to find information from real RVers about buying an RV, renting an RV, finding a campground, and a comprehensive first-timers toolkit. The Buying an RV section includes a complete guide to buying a new RV and tips for visiting national parks. The Renting an RV section explores your options for trying before buying. The Finding a Campground section lets you search for campgrounds by state. The First-Timers Toolkit is a robust set of blog posts and how-to videos that will turn you into an expert RVer in no time at all. GoRVing's Get Started tab is packed with the content you need to become a more experienced RVer and have fun doing it. And this is just a small sample of the content you will find there. To find out more, head on over to GoRVing.com. 
Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, and each one is unique, but our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And please, don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here again with Jeff Aguna, the CEO and founder of Kuju Coffee. Uh, I have been drinking this coffee now for two years, and every time I go to REI, I buy a box. And uh, next time I go to Whole Foods, I'm going to buy a box, too. I'm going to look for it. (laughs) Jeff, let's wrap up our conversation. We talked about a lot of different ways to make coffee, and and hopefully that helps our listeners figure out how they can make coffee at the campground and also maybe challenges our listeners. If you're using uh, just a coffee maker like I am, maybe it's time to try a pour over, time to try the AeroPress, uh, time to try the French press and have that more tactile skilled craft-based experience there was one other type of coffee you wanted to talk about which i'm not familiar with and that's tea bag coffee what's what's the scoop there and can that be used camping yeah so there's this uh uh format that we also make and uh, we sell this under the summit steeper brand at rei um, it's literally a a tea bag that's probably two to three sizes bigger than a typical tea bag um, with coffee grounds inside and you actually will dunk it uh, into a cup of hot water um, and let it steep over time. So uh, it's it's uh, I would call it an ultra convenient uh, method of brewing. Um, it's not as specialty grade or craft as the ones we've just spoken about. But uh, for example, if you're backpacking and you just don't want to think about anything and you want the super convenience of a tea bag, this this is an option as well. So. Um, yeah, that, that's all I would share on that, just to keep that simple. So in terms of coffee and, and camping, is this still a really rapidly evolving marketplace in terms of products, in, ter- in terms of methods? Um, what, what's, what's the future look like? Yeah, you know, coffee, I'll, I'll keep this short. Um, coffee ultimately is a commodity. I think it's important for me as a, a business person to just say that. So the reality is where is the innovation actually happening? If you're building an organization, uh, where are your innovation modes happening? And I think one of the biggest uh, innovations happening in coffee today is something that we've done, which is actually what I consider channel innovation, um, where there was no true coffee attention or innovation happening in the outdoor channel. Um, the thing that you had at REI years ago when we started was literally Starbucks instant and that was it. And that was just accepted. Uh, When we started, everyone said the camping outdoor market was too small. But I I think what ended up happening was they didn't realize that it's not 
so much whether it's small or big, it's whether there is an opportunity to provide innovation there. And I think a lot of coffee today um, is now innovating to become more personable, to be more craft oriented, to be a little bit more accessible and portable um, while still enabling you to be your own barista. It just so happens that a lot of those qualities therefore apply to anyone who's doing something on adventure because typically you'd have to go to a high-end coffee shop to get high-end coffee. Innovation today is starting to enable you to do that on your own. Great. So listen, tell our audience right now, <laughs> give us your product lineup in terms of like, what are, what are the, the coffee options that you're selling right now? I, I've tried maybe four of the six sure. personally. I've loved all of them. I'm not a light roast guy, but I've, I've, I've tried four of the six and loved them. So, so tell us what are your pour, your individual pour over offerings right now? Sure. So we have uh, three core SKUs. Uh, we have our medium roast base camp blend. Uh, we have our dark roast bold awakening. Those are by and large the best sellers uh, for sure. So they definitely lean on the darker side of a roast, not super French roast dark, but darker. I wouldn't say they're light or sour the way maybe some SS especially roasters have done in the past. Uh, and then. Also part of that, we have our Angel's Landing, uh, which is a light roast. That's actually definitely much more of a light roast. So if you are into light roast, I would get that one. That's kind of the one we, if we ever discontinued that, we would probably get some very angry people, uh, but it doesn't do all the volume. It just has a very loyal uh, customer base. Uh, uh, second to that, we have a single origin line, um, which is probably where my favorite coffees are. So we have uh, our Ethiopia, uh, single origin um, has a little bit more hint of uh, blueberry and fruit. Again, more particular on the flavor profiles because these are single origin beans. Uh, we have uh, a West Sumatra, which is a darker roast. Um, and then lastly, we have my favorite, which is actually a Papua New Guinea uh, single origin. Um, so between those six roasts, uh, yeah, and that's the one that uh, Jeremy has there. That's the Papua New Guinea. <coughs> We'd rec we always recommend people to buy a base camp blend. Just it's the best seller. What I would add is uh, we recently worked with REI to create a on-the-go creamer uh, that is healthy um, and non-dairy and vegan and what we say naturally delicious. So we now have uh, this creamer product. This is a uh, nationwide in all the REIs. This is also national in Sportsman's Warehouse. Um, I guess uh, a small. Share here. This is not announced. This will be landing in big sporting goods as well with a number of other products. Um, and the creamer will also be landing at Sprouts nationwide. So the creamer is a there's most creamers are big bottles, big bags, lots of sugar, dairy full. Uh, we wanted to create a creamer that was for someone who really valued an active lifestyle. So it's super healthy, it's pure, it's unsweetened, and it just gives you that extra kick of creaminess for your coffee. Because when you're out there, you don't want to deal with liquid potentially spilling or a bottle that use you'll use half the amount of um and it's it's done pretty well so far so i think i think there might actually be a need for this so we appreciate the fact that people have been buying it awesome and like you know i try i try to go to rei like like once a month and just anyone listening you know if you if you head to rei and you're there for hiking shoes or a new tent or whatever i really encourage you to pick up a box any other retail places and and online where we can where someone could try this coffee yeah yeah we um gosh i'd say uh find kuju nationwide and rei sportsman's warehouse we're in all the academy sports if you're in the south uh we are national in whole foods so all the whole food stores 
Uh, we're in all the Sprouts Farmers Market stores. Uh, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, uh, we are um, in PCC markets. Um, and of course, we're also on Amazon. A lot of people buy us on Amazon too. So awesome. And just so my, our listeners know, you know, I, I've said that I make coffee with Trip every morning. I've now fallen into the habit of using Kuju coffee for my afternoon cup because Stephanie doesn't have coffee then. So an individual pour over is perfect. <laughs> I don't have to get the coffee maker all dirty and go through that whole process. I can make it outside by the campfire on the camp stove. So I have really, really enjoyed your coffee. I've really enjoyed uh, meeting you and look forward to lots of new product launches. And we're, we are at Thix all the time. I got three kids playing sports. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, be picking, I'll be picking up lots of product at Dix when it shows up there. So Jeff, where can yeah. um, everyone follow your, your, your journey here? You know, you're, this is a, a startup. I mean, you're a few years in now, but to, you know, to some degree, I'm sure you're still in yeah. sort of a startup part of this origin story. Where, where can we all follow the story? Yeah, you know, we're, um, I'll say two things. <clears throat> One thing that's unique about us is we're not a venture capital backed company. Most companies with the national chain distribution that we have are usually backed by venture capitalists or private equity. Uh, we are doing it in a very organic, um, private way. It gives us opportunity to be more authentic, I think, with our customers and to the products. Uh, and this is actually our seventh year in business. So by in business terms, it's, it's long or short, depending on how you look at it, but in a lot of ways, it still is just the beginning, as you noted. So I think if you want to follow along, I think it was the standard Instagram that would be an at Kuju Coffee, or uh, there are a number of people who follow me on LinkedIn and kind of follow my posts that are more business slash personal, and you can just find Jeff Laguna on LinkedIn and, and follow my posts there. Random end note, you guys are also proud to support the National Park Foundation, which is pretty cool. So good for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we were probably one of the first coffee companies to do that. That was a really odd idea back in 2015. Uh, and when 2020 hit and we started going national in REI and shit, like there were other companies that started saying, hey, we donate to national parks too. But it, it, you know, you can kind of tell when brands are pandering or following. So that's been a longstanding thing for us as well. So appreciate the call out. All right, guys, the coffee is delicious. It's Kuju Coffee. These are premium single origin pour overs available at REI, available at Whole Foods, available at uh, Jeff's website. I would really recommend you, you pick one of these up and try them at the campground so you can have one of those really special coffee moments. Jeff, it was great meeting you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, let's do it again, man. Thanks, bud. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground.